work. What's up, everybody? I am your host, Rashad Mays, and I'm here to bring you Love Yours, the podcast, the show that loves the hustle and embraces the struggle. On this show, we interview entrepreneurs and brand makers who have achieved levels of success within their fields and bring to light some of the struggles and pitfalls it took for them to get there. After this episode, be sure to leave comments on your thoughts, opinions, or whatever you think of the show. Don't forget to show love and check out our website at www.loveyourspod.com where you can find all of our podcast interviews and Love Yours Apparel. While you're there, make sure to subscribe to the show and get a chance to cop some of our gear at discounted rates. With that being said, stay tuned. We have an exciting show ahead right here on Love Yours, the podcast. All right, everybody, it's Love Yours, the podcast with Shot Major, your host. And we are here with a special guest all the way from L.A. Uh, she's a TV host, an actress, and entrepreneur. Uh, she also hosts the late night show on Oprah's own TV show. I mean, TV network. Excuse me. Um, I would like to welcome you with Stacey Ike. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Great, great, great. I'm very, very, very excited to have you on the show. I've been waiting a long time. And. The day is finally here. We've got to, Well, we actually get to have you on the show. So thank you so much for accepting. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, 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 yes. So you're out in L.A. right now, correct? Yes, sir. Great. Now, and based off what I've already learned about you, you're, you're a content creator, like I said, an entrepreneur in itself, and you've been able to do a lot of things, uh, pushing a lot of content, videos, right. interviews, right. TV shows. Oh, my God, the resume is so long. Because <laughs> <laughs> the grind is so serious, you know? The, That's really all it is. The grind is always serious, and the fact that you're it's only serious. the fact you're only 27 makes it even more great. Thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate you. Nah, we got to get sometimes it. Sometimes like, we always, yeah. I think sometimes we let age or time or honestly place we live define how far we can be or how far, you know, we should be or any of that. And honestly, it's not necessarily even an age thing. It's just really about the commitment. Because if somebody started at 27, starts at 29, starts at 32, it's, just, it's all good. It's still the same thing. It's just about a level of commitment. Yes, yes, yes. Very much true. And, I mean, sometimes it takes people a certain – it takes people different time periods where they start to blossom and start to get the fact that, all right, I'm going to go after this. I'm going to go after that. And whatever age right. that is, you know, at least you start. The main thing is starting. Right. Absolutely. The only way to begin is to begin. Yes, 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 yes. And you are from Houston. Yep, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. So did you grow up in Houston or like where did you spend your childhood at? No, I, said, I was in Houston until I was 18 and then when I to college and school at University of Missouri, so that was kind of when we left Houston. Ah, ah, ah. So, currently, right now, I mean, with with you being from Houston, I, I see you went to Missouri. Now you're out there in L.A., so let us know what you do currently right now out in L.A., um, your brand, mm-hmm. your businesses, whatever you're doing, let us know what you do. 
so much, obviously, since I've been here. I moved out here four years ago. Um, when I came to L.A., my intention was to do hosting and to do acting. And in those those passions, they turned into an extension of that, which became a business and entrepreneurship, which is really incredible. So, like I said, uh, journalism and, and TV hosting, that's the forefront of my backbone. And then adding all these different new things and facets of being creative has been so incredible and especially in a city like LA where that's all you're surrounded by creatives and people who are always learning and always growing and that forces you to do the same and so currently I'm working on a couple different projects at once uh just shot a pilot that I'm in where I'm post-production right now and getting all that together and um working on a lot of stuff for one take stage and the Stacey Act brand when it comes to one take stage, uh, Tuesday, uh, OTS Tuesdays and, you know, shooting a lot of video content mm-hmm. to make sure that social platforms are always having different and fresh feels and different voices and inspiration and motivation. That's a big thing for me. Uh, I recently partnered with Bumble, uh, okay. networking app okay. that. Okay. I've heard of Bumble. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have, you know, most people who know about Bumble, they hear about the dating app first, but there's a networking component to it as well as a friendship component to it and building relationships, which is my bread and butter. And that is kind of why we linked visions when it came to partnering together. With Bumble, I'm able to create different spaces that are laid that center around collaboration, creativity, motivation, inspiring, exchanging ideas, meeting people and connecting. And that's something that's so, so important to me and so important to this city and very needed in this city. And we do have, there's a, there's a lot of people that are doing things like that, but I just yes. want to make sure I'm one of them as well. You know, and so with Bumble, I do a couple events a month and invite to, sometimes it's just friends, sometimes it's, it's strangers and it's people getting together and it's been a really wonderful and that requires a lot of work as well to make sure that those are the experiences that I would like but uh, it's been great it's good to always have a team that helps and is a part of making that magic happen so I've been very grateful to my team for being a part of that and um, of course auditioning always auditioning this is that season as well so stretching all my acting bones as well as the hosting side and Constantly creating, man. Just always creating. All my updates are usually stacyad.com, one take space, uh, at, on Instagram and Twitter, things on um, website and things like that. But always just constantly creating and stretching myself. And that's, I think, the most important thing. Woo! Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Take a I'm breath. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that's, that's good. That's, that is a long, long resume and very much, very much respected. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Thank you. Where where did one take Stacy come from? Are you one take? That is that it? Is that everything? Every time you you shoot is one take. Uh, well, that's so. Friends in college, I'm sitting in a we're sitting in a meeting with NABJ, which is National National Association of Black Journalists, one of my favorite organizations back in college. And I'm sitting with two of my great guy friends, Deshaun and Jared, and they're trying to get me on Twitter. And I was like, no, like that's not really my thing. Blah blah yeah. blah. And they're like, well, come on, like we come up with like a good. Twitter name for you, like, you got to do it. Uh-huh. All right, whatever, whatever. So they're like, well, listen, and at this time, I was journalist, so I was always on the news um, in the city, and they were like, well, every time I watch on the news, it only takes you one time to get it right. So why don't you just be one take space? I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, so that was, like, kind of where it started, and it just really encompassed so much more than just that moment, which was such a beautiful thing to start with. But now it's, it's so much more than that. It, it's, been, it's become this brand of, of, ugh, it's like an extension of me in regards to other people. It, it feeds Fight Through the Fairy Tale. It feeds mm-hmm. P 
people in the city or she's my team that she's like it's way past like just me which is cool like you know it's not even saying like oh we take only one time to get it right because the one thing that we do is we constantly try we move we try new things sometimes we fail then we try it again so it's be it's just blossomed into something totally amazing and i still thank those two guys to this day because they just had so much faith in me i'm like you guys are crazy and then i was like wait <laughs> this is the best thing ever so it's like always been that funny yeah no, nah, that's good. You got you got friends that are supportive and friends that are able to push you and see like the the see, see the power within yourself, and so they were able to make something out of your your abilities to do different things. So that, no, that's that's amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So so let us know, like, because I mean, me looking at where you're at now, um, you know, you're you're constantly moving and evolving, and of course, you've been able to right. achieve a lot of things in a short amount of time, but. I know um I know you started out in Houston. Um take us back mm-hmm. to, you know, the beginning. Take us back to where you had this thought right. of, you know, I just want to be great and you know, give us a feel for how that came about. In college I studied journalism, I started broadcasting and I always knew I wanted to be in front of the camera and doing the microphone thing. Like the microphone thing, you know, mm-hmm. it was my thing. It was just the power of holding a microphone was such a big deal for me. And there was a lot of times that you know, because journalism, there's so many different versions of it. There's there's print, there's magazine, there's this, there's mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever. So I think that, that it wasn't just about being on camera. It was really just about the fact that the interaction I had with people was so personal to make the magic happen on camera, you yeah. know? And so I think in college, I really saw what that looked like and, and really studied what that looked like and then started editing as I was going because for me, as much as I love journalism, I didn't really know if that was where I wanted to focus my time. I loved the interview portion of things, but I didn't know if I wanted, that was the topics I wanted to cover. I'm not really into the sad stuff, which is, you know, I don't mind ex- understanding and experiencing it and, and ex- helping other people experience it, but I didn't want to focus on it, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so, makes sense. You know, yeah, and so after college, I actually moved to Australia to start doing like entertainment there and figure out what that world would look like whoa, whoa, and that whoa. probably lasted nine months <laughs> whoa <laughs> whoa whoa hold on hold on so oh you want me to stop oh okay oh, great oh okay. yeah whoa okay. yo yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i heard one i heard one specific word and that was australia how how do you transition from college to australia all of a sudden i know i just i had always this feeling because i was very young that i wanted to live there um the Churchill song had a really big impact on me when I was growing up <laughs> and they're based in Australia. And so I was like, what? Are you talking to me? <laughs> no, that, that, no, that's great. <laughs> no, it's Aust- literally like, hey, I want to go to this church. Yep. Wow. And they're, over, they're in a completely different place than I am. And yeah, my parents, my mom was all for it and my dad was like, okay, what's really going on? So that was really funny. Yeah. But they both got on board. I moved out there for a couple months and had an incredible time just learning about what a culture like that looks like and, and um, what entertainment like that looks like and, and pursuing these crafts. And so I only dabbled and then I came back to the state and moved to Los Angeles. And when I moved out to Los Angeles, you know, it's like, even with Houston, like, I, I remember the day that I decided to move to Los Angeles because I was working in retail. I had just come back from overseas and I wasn't sure what to do next. Right. And what I wanted, I was too scared to get. And so I knew I wanted LA, but to go actually get it felt so crazy. I don't know. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, you know, if your dreams go so far from you until you're like living in it. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what it is. But so when, when I, oh, go ahead. So when you decided 
so while you were out in Australia, mm-hmm. did you have a job? Like, wh- how how were you making it out there? Like, I always preach, um, not preach. I don't I don't want to say preach, but anytime after college, and I mean, you did a phenomenal job by by moving somewhere. And usually, what I say after people graduate, I always say, hey, go move somewhere you've never been. Like, don't go home. I mean, if you have to go home after school. I mean, that's fine. It's perfectly fine. I have no problem with that. But if you have the ability to take a job in a different city or a different place that you're not familiar with, I say go for it, you know, because this is this is the time period in our lives where, you know, you you have the ability to do that. You don't have too much tying you down. And so if you can go to move to another city, you can make it out there. That's what like you get to see what you're made of. And if you're successful, you can live anywhere. You can do anything. You can meet anybody, you know, and you took it two steps ahead and yeah. went to Australia of all places. <laughs> that is so funny. No, I but I get you and that's that was kind of the same notion I had when I was making that move. So definitely definitely feel that. And I think even when I I mean when I was there I saved a lot of money to, to make sure I was like okay. I was also taking a class that kinda of helped balance things and then I got an internship as well and then what else was happening? Because it was kind of hard I didn't have my full work visa so I had to be careful. Yeah. Um I to make sure I was like, okay, let me, let me start with the student stuff and add, because I really want to, again, study journalism there and see what that looked like um, and, and keep learning as I was trying to build that career and working with different festivals as a TV, as a Red Carpet reporter, mm-hmm. was an incredible experience. Yeah, that's kind of like what I saw that, that helped me shape. Okay, cool. I love the interviewing pod and blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, ended up back in Houston after the fact. Did you move back Sorry, with moms did. and pops? To the house? Yep. Yeah. How was that? I, I'm I'm pretty sure that was. I, I, yeah. How was that? Was it was it? Did you feel comfortable doing it or what? Did you have to? Right. Well, it wasn't really about like because my parents weren't necessarily making me feel uncomfortable. Not being your purpose is what makes you feel uncomfortable. Because mm. I'm you know I love my parents, love my family, super close to my siblings. I'm the oldest, so like you know what I'm saying like I get the most. I mean, some days you get the most kids, and some days you don't. So it just depends. But it was never oh, I'm home, it was like, I'm not doing what I want to do. And even they were very, hey, you're not doing what you want to do, and we're tired of watching it, because I have a big personality, and how I'm feeling, I usually try not, I don't hide it, because I like the people that are close to me to know, as well as I want to know what they're going through, because that's how you really, like, build people. And my parents are some, like, they're my parents, but they're also my friends, and so... Mm -hmm. I was definitely, you know, I was working retail and I was having fun at work, but I wasn't in what I wanted to do and they knew it. So they were kind of like, what are we going to take for you to be back to, to, to you and yeah. to what you want? And I said, LA. There it is. So did you start strategizing yeah. how you would get there at that point or what? How did that happen? I mean, kind of, sort of. I don't think it's, I don't think that's even possible. Like, I think there's some part, some people have the privilege of being like, yep, I, I was getting $15,000, then I'm going to Hey, you're sleeping on a couch. Hey, you have no car. 
hey, you have no job. Let's let's figure out what your move's gonna be. So oh, it was. So, so did yeah. you move in with, did you, like, when you're sleeping on the couch, did you already know anybody there? I had two friends that lived in the city. I wasn't living with them, though. Um, and I, like, found this girl on Facebook. I was in a Facebook group, and I found this girl on Facebook, and I was like, hey, can I move to your place? Um, or she was looking for a roommate. And so I was like, great. And so when I got there, I'm not really into dogs. Yeah. She had a dog, and I didn't want to sleep in the same room with the dog, <laughs> so that's why I ended up on the couch. <laughs> and that's what happened there. Couch life. You know, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Couch life is perfectly fine. Hey, I've I've spent I, I spent my fair share of time on my friend's couch uh, when I first moved you up know. to DC. So I trust me, I know the struggle. I know how it is. <laughs> right, 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 right. So at that point, yeah, you didn't so have a job, yeah. and in what are you actively searching, or did you start auditioning? Right, right. So seven days in, I was working at a restaurant called Lemonade. Um, shout out to them because they let me be as well as work and that was I'm sure that was hard. Yeah. But my boss like loved me and saw the vision and she's like, All right, you can come in at this time, you can come at that time. Oh, that's dope. Um, you know, so she was really cool and really supportive during that time. But yeah, like I never worked a restaurant job before and I was like, Oh my god, I'm so clumsy, I wonder how it's gonna go. But it went okay. You know, we made it work <laughs> and so you know, uh, had a had a good church to go to because I had lived in LA for a summer like a couple of years before, like in college. Mm-hmm. So like there was there was an old church I used to go to and a couple of friends I made a couple years before that so started reaching back out to people and 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 really try to build a community starting from the day i landed because there was only it was a one-way ticket so hey, that was that you knew once you was you knew once you was there there was no turning back that was it it's over yeah this is it yeah this is a wrap yeah, yeah. so you, you're working a restaurant job and, and and at this point um i mean you never worked in you know, a restaurant or serving, but I mean, you, oh my gosh. <laughs> were you even good at it? You know what? I wasn't bad at it because it, it all starts with customer service and mm-hmm. that is like one of the favorite things. So I can, I, we can see people all day. It's more of, yeah, no, this was, this was actually not bad. It was my second job that I was really poor at, <laughs> which was actually me being a logger, um, which oh, was typing, logger. typing while pe- uh, the hosts were talking live. I was wow. pretty horrible at that job. <laughs> what were the qualifications for that? <laughs> I know. Honestly, sometimes I don't really know because that was great, thank God, <laughs> because it, that job kept me afloat for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I but I was let go, and I deserve to be let go. <laughs> hey, there it is. Uh, well, I mean, look at God. He going to make I things like, happen when you least expect it. I'm not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So were you logging? Were you logging for different TV shows, or who were you logging for? Specific person, TV I personalities. Logging, I was working. Yeah, I was logging for Dish Nation. Mm. So I worked with Ricky Smiley and Headcrack and uh, Portia Williams and so, so many incredible hosts. Like I loved learning from them, but I was too busy learning from them and not typing. That was, that was the problem. <laughs> so you're sitting there. Thing. I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to be writing this. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hey, go back. Say that one more time. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was so bad. I was so bad. Wow. So is is this where you started, like, building your network through these different... Absolutely. Oh. Uh... That's when you were like, all right, let's start working for free. Let's figure it out. Just taking a job just to take a job. It didn't even matter. If you're not good, you're not good. And if your purpose isn't happening, it's still not happening. So started doing red carpets, started hustling, meeting people, going to every networking event I possibly could, just really building, working on myself, constantly shooting random videos, um, you know, making sure my outfits were right, making sure I, I showed up in the room, I was studying, 
I was studying the entertainment industry, just really being a sponge. And, and, and so as you're doing this, you're still working. I mean, you don't have a job. Like, how are you supporting yourself? Uh, well, I mean, you're balancing. Like, you're, uh, you know, Kiss Nation was for, I had that for a while. So I got to Kiss Nation from 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then I would go, to, go home, take a nap, get ready for the carpet. Like, that was pretty much my routine for, like, five months straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was supporting me. And then, um, I, you know, you live below your means. You're just smart about money. You're smart about how you spend your time. You're smart about you're just smart about it. Right. You know, when you put yourself out there and as many things as you can, you, you ask, hey, can I can I host this for you? And can I do this? This is the fee I'm working with. And what do you think? You know, you're just really trying to work and you're building a real so you have something to show people. So I was by the grace of God, like I, you know, I still had family and people who like, hey, if something got really bad, of course they would support. Right. But by the grace of God, like I was I was okay. You know, again, I would, I'm not I'm not worried about balling. That'll come. Yeah. It's more about like, hey, is rent paid? Cool. Have I eaten this week? Great. Is there gas in the car? Great. There That's it is. Like, That's all you need. You know what I'm saying? And so for LA, in LA, is is it that easy? If you don't have a if you don't have a background, uh, not I don't want to say background, but if you don't have the content behind your name, is it is it really that open to host different things, especially like on the red carpet? Because I'm from the East Coast, and, I, and I'll tell you, even though I was born, I was born in California, but I only spent like a year out there, and I don't remember because I was four years old. Um, but I'm, I'm from the East Coast, and you know we don't see red carpets. That's that's just stuff we don't really know. Right. <laughs> yeah. We don't we don't do that kind of stuff. So like, right, fill right. me in on like how you were able to start like hosting different things, you know, without yeah. having that background. Starts with being willing, you know, because when you hear red carpet, it's like, oh my god, did you host the Austin? It's like, no, I started with this like hair care line, you know what I mean, yeah. or whatever. Like, I started small, and so I remember one of my first red carpets was like, it was called Baby to Baby, and it was like celebrity mom coming to celebrate like a uh, like a toy drive. I remember that was one of my first red carpets, and the lady who plays DJ Cameron Candace uh, from Full House, mm-hmm. one of the first celebrities I interviewed. Oh, okay, and. Uh, you know what I mean? And, like, I I didn't take that lightly. I, it was just a serious benefit to me right now. And so knowing that, being willing to do whatever the beginning stages are, as well as taking being as serious and as um, detailed, oriented, and as diligent with your work that, at that stage as you would be at any stage for interviewing Denzel, Viola, who cares? Like, you're, just, you're taking the work seriously so that people can know, oh, it doesn't matter what breakup we put on, like, she'll be ready. You know, you have to learn that. And so it takes a lot of putting yourself out there. It takes a lot of when you meet people, hey, we'd love to follow up if there's anything you need. This is what I've done in the past. I'm, I'm not sure if it works with what you have, but this is what I'm willing to learn. This is what I want to learn. So if you want to take a chance on me, like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, it's a lot of, you got to put yourself out there. And it's it can be very frustrating because sometimes you just don't want to do that. <laughs> but you have to be okay with it. you got to yeah. ask for what you want. you got to keep asking for what you want. And you have to prepare for what you want. Mm. All at the same time. And so you were naturally yeah. a good networker. I think so. I have to say that's why it's one of my favorite things because it's up networking. The heart of networking is building relationships. Yeah. And relationships is, is is how I, you know, survive. Relationships is how I thrive. Honestly, like I love building with new people. I love collaborating, creating. I love the connection that comes with like meeting a new soul and figuring out how you guys can bless each other or work with each other or just hang out you know all those things come with networking sometimes the word networking has a negative connotation but it's only because it has much more pressure than it should mm, 
Mm. So essentially, yeah. you are the plug for a lot of different people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've heard that before. The you plug. know, maybe I'll take that on. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Make you the plug. Yes. Hey, why not? <laughs> you got to. You got to. You got to. You are the plug right now. Hey, now. Let's do that. I like it. <laughs> Great, great. So, so you take it on these different interviews and uh, not interviews, but these hosting opportunities and things like that. You're also building your. I mean, you're. Are you also auditioning at the same time, or what? Like, how's how's that transitioning? Yeah, I mean, the truth is, it's like you either you throw the dart, and you know, you throw a lot of things to the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. So some people decide that that's how they want to do it, and some people don't. There was a time where I was like, no, one thing at a time, and I think I'm back in the stages of. All right, got to see what's sick. So I, I, I do a lot of things at one time. It's like you're auditioning, and then you come home, and then you write, and then you have a meeting with your team, and then you guys build an event, and then you do this. And you just, I'm just trying to do as many things as I can that within my means, because stretching yourself is also like not necessary, mm. but elevating and constantly challenging yourself is another thing. And so, you know, yeah, in between these things, I'm also making sure to, to tap into this act, the actress and tap into. Uh, the entrepreneurship myself, you know, like just not closing anything off. Hey guys, I want to shed some light on one of our sponsors of the show, Hard Creative. That's H A R A Creative. Hard Creative is a creative shop that specializes in photography, videography, and creative direction. Challenging the status quo through their expertise, they have used their skills to provide restaurants, clothing brands solo entrepreneurs, and many more with distinguished visuals. You may also know them because of their transformative self-propelled projects, such as their video series, The Black Love Project, and their most recent publication, Horror Magazine, Poems and Light. Follow them on Instagram at Horror Creative, or check out their website, horrorcreative.com, to stay in the loop with all the dope content they have coming our way. Please check them out when you get a chance, and always remember, Horror Creative, for the culture. At what point did you feel like you got your first break? Big break, if I should say. Hmm. Mm. I love that question. Yes. I don't know. I think because most, I don't feel like I've really gotten that yet. I appreciate you even saying that, but I, I don't think there's like a big break moment. I think it's just like constant elevation and knowing, okay, this is the next level. But I don't ever think it's like, oh, this is my moment and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, obviously working on the own network was a huge opportunity and incredible experience and continues to be in incredible relationships. Yeah. Um, also, one of my first, like, events that I hosted live was with Mountain Dew. And they, like, had me travel to different colleges and literally be, like, this hype person and just create an energy in the room. And I couldn't believe that that was a job. And I was like, wow, like, I just get to be and, like, be funny and be fun and, like, make y'all laugh and give away free stuff. Like, I couldn't believe it. And that was, like, in 2014 or 15. I think 15 or 14, I can't remember. Yeah. So you were the hype girl. Yeah. At every event. You know what I mean? Like, you're the energy producer. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, what? You know? You were naturally prepared for that. That, and that's, and that's God. Because, like, when people were like, how do you? I'm like, there's no how do you. I don't, I don't have this thing. I have the preparation version of it, but I don't have the end goal of, like, this is how it's, no, no, no. Because everybody has their different, you know? And so for me, that was such an incredible experience to feel like who I am as a person is that it is a job. Mm-hmm. That was also when I started learning how to really fine-tune my craft, you know, how to 
no one to turn off, no one to turn on, no one to be by myself, no one to, you know, take a second to pray because cause, cause your whole being is in your job. And mm. You have to be ready for that at all times. Take a second to pray. Ladies and gentlemen, you know? I hope we all take seconds to pray throughout the day. Absolutely. Because it's very Absolutely. much needed. so important. So were there ever moments where, like, you, you would pray? Well, for me, like, every time, like, every every day when I walk into my job, like, right before I'm walking into my job, I pray. I, I say a prayer as I'm walking into the door. <clears throat> but are there moments, were there moments where you would pray, like, you would pray, and then 10, 15 minutes later, like, it got answered, or later that day it got answered? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Funniest story. So I, like, I don't, I want to say this was also 2015. I remember getting an inquiry about a reality show. Right. And I really wasn't in reality TV. That just wasn't the version of acting or hosting that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even knocking it, but I was just like, mm, I don't think that's for me. But, the, you know, at the time, I wasn't, I don't remember, I don't think I was working. Um, I really needed a, a gig. I needed something to keep me afloat, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I was, like, really toying with the contract. I was like, wow, like, I don't, I think I should, like, consider this. I was like, wait, that's stupid. Like, you know, whatever. You're going through your back and forth. I call my family. No one's like, everyone's like, maybe that's not for you, whatever. So I'm like, hey, God, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn it down. And I need you to, like, find something for me. Like, I'm about to turn this down. Yeah. Because, because I feel in my spirit this is not what you want me to do. But I also need you to, like, tell me what I am supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So turned it down and two days later I got an email from Smashbox Cosmetics that was like, hey, ah. uh, you referred to us by this person who would love for you to come in for an audition. And I was like, what? Wow. And, oh my God, I just, oh my goodness, I could not handle it. I was like, God, you are so amazing. The power like, of just, prayer, yes. It was amazing. And so, got the audition, um, got the gig, one of the best experiences I've ever had. Again, another one of those moments where you're like, wow, like being a host, like, and having this energy and being the person who just loves people is a job. And it was awesome. It was awesome, awesome, awesome. And so that was one of those big experiences I'll never forget because I was, I thought I really needed that other job. And God was like, no, you need to trust. Nah, fam, I got you. Trust the process. I you know got what I'm you. saying? <laughs> like, just trust the process. Yes. So we're going to rewind it real quick because I, I, I remember you saying something very particular to me that I would, had an interest in uh, in knowing about that I would like to know how it transpired. But you did, you do or you did, um, you, you had the opportunity to meet Oprah, of course, and everybody loves Oprah. And I'm pretty sure you get asked this question a lot because Oprah is, Oprah is so dope. Um, but, but how did that manifest to where you met Oprah and now you have a late night show on Oprah's network? I was in a ring on the carpet for Greenleaf and that's one of her incredible shows on her own network. And so I had a chance to be seen on the carpet and you never think like you're actually going to get the interview, but she was so kind and so like, she just gave everybody such a beautiful time. And so she came to the interview and I like, was like, okay, you only are going to get a minute with her. So you're not going to be able to do this intense like interview with her. It's going to need to be something funny. So I just had a dope experience with her, made her laugh and then saw her within the event later on. And I was like, oh my God, like thanks for the interview, blah, blah, blah. I took a picture, moved on, thought, okay, that's your moment. It's not going to happen again. (laughs) Two months later, I see her again (laughs) at a different carpet. And she was like, hey. When I saw her, she was like, oh, my God, I just watched your podcast. Whoa. Like, yeah. Whoa. I was like, you're definitely lying. <laughs> She's like, no, like, I just watched your podcast with this person. And I was like, oh, my God, that person's 
my podcast, you know. And I had a podcast with um, three, uh, two other incredible hosts um, and good friends of mine, but and we all did like a review on a internet show, and it was just great. She'd seen it and she liked it, and we did an interview, and it was awesome. And God, whatever God decided to do, where my name came up, and it was orchestrated perfectly, and she remembered it and whatever. But when they were in the pool looking for a host for the show, my right. name was brought back up, and, and you know, there we go. It was just all tied together. The so, rest is history. Yeah. Wow. Look, do you see yeah. how he lined everything up for you on that one? Man, doing <laughs> that way before, like, you just, yeah, I just, I, there's just not a lot of time to, to doubt when you know who, who, who's you are, right. you know? It's, it's easy as a, as a human, fear takes over, doubt takes over, all that, stress takes over, um, so those are not things that I'm like, <laughs> that I do not experience, because I do, but I think at the end of the day, the comforting thing is that, like, know who you are so you're somehow somewhere you were definitely going to be taken care of and that's just what it is no doubt no doubt that was definitely not experience yeah so when you got the when you got the position i mean were you nervous and like when you first started you know doing shows um like were you nervous or like yo i'm on oprah's network or did you take right, it right. as if like it was any other job and you know you were natural at it like how'd you feel about it that's a hell of a testimony within itself um you know yeah. especially like you say you moved moved out there didn't have no job and you know you, everything led up perfectly and next thing you know right. you got a late night show right. on oprah's network like yo that's dope <laughs> that's when they tell the story i'm like wow that was, that was me cool. <laughs> so yeah. at what point did fight your fairy tale come into play is this the beginning is this the end yeah. where, where did where did yeah. that transpire because I don't think we're at the end, it's definitely somewhere in the middle. Um, maybe this is the beginning. I, I can't really tell. Honestly, he's the only one writing the book. So, my favorite stuff came about in 2017 when I was in the midst of having my show and, and really like working in my elements and really feeling so prepared for that moment and knowing that the fight had been the fairy tale all along or figuring that out. Not knowing because I definitely didn't realize that's what was happening until that's what was happening. And I was like, wow, this is what it feels like when you're. And you're asking for your fairy tale and you're, you're working towards something and like it's, it's right here it's all the fighting it's all the pushing it's all the levels of commitment getting higher and higher and um and that's kind of where it came about i was wanting to do a again because i'm so big on creating spaces i wanted to mm-hmm. do something where i could gather some people in la and tell that story and inspire them and encourage them from what i was going with so the one takes to media brush came about and when we were planning um my team and i we were talking through some, you know, just some encouraging stuff that had been going on. Right. And I was like, well, I really want merchandise, and I don't know what to do, and I don't want to say one takes space, and maybe like, it's all about me, it's about something bigger. And so, Five Great Bears, though, came about, and it started, you know, some t-shirts and, 
an inspirational moment, and then it became a movement and a, and a way of life and a way to live and a way to think. And you're constantly fighting for the third so that you deserve that it already exists, that God already granted you. Mm-hmm. You now have to work for it. And so it's here for you. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of where it all, all came. And I pray that it continues to grow and that people really jump onto it because it's for everybody. It's not just a female thing. It's not just a you know childlike dream. It's for all of us. Right. We all got to fight for our yeah. fairytale. Yeah. Absolutely. And anything that we want to go after and get, we got to make that move and we got to make it when the right. time's right. And, you know, right. for you, like God told you through a bunch of different scenarios, like, hey, you need to be moving forward and going after like this goal. And I mean, for mm-hmm. you, it worked out perfectly. Um, and one thing that I'd say on the show a lot is you got to be cognizant of the signs. The signs will be there. And whether you believe mm-hmm. them or not, um, you have to move on them. And when it's time to move, right. you got to make a move. And the thing about it is, is like, like I said, we're not all at the points where we appreciate where we're at. Um, but like I said, if you're actively taking those steps and making those moves, then you'll be able to read those signs easier. And then you got to just make the transition. The biggest deal is, is making the leap. Just make the leap. Go. You know, and that comes at different points and times in different people's lives. Um, but you have to trust the process in, 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 at the end of the day. And know that eventually if you keep working hard, if you keep, you know, at it, like eventually things are going to manifest and you'll, you'll get to where you got to go. But it's going to take Absolutely. one step at a time. Absolutely. One step at a time. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So for Fight Your Fair Tale, do you have a team? Like, did it was it just you or like, did you already have a network of folks that were able to like help gather this thing together? Honestly, I think right after that, during the show, I already had a brand manager and an agent, but my agent wasn't integrated into that part of my journey, I would say, because you know, he's more on the hosting side. So with my brand manager and I, that's kind of where I would have my safe space of chatting through ideas and talking through these dreams and these visions and, oh, okay, let's do this, let's do that, whatever, whatever. And so, of course, you're laying that on one person, and that person's like, okay, we need to get these people to make this happen because it takes a lot more than one person. Mm-hmm. And so... I got my first assistant the same year and then, you know, got a producer and have a creative director who's incredible who also was my photographer and I went to college with him. So it's like there there were definitely essential people that helped create and, and move this this vision along and still move the vision along as we update and continue to grow. So no, like I mean they came it's like they came as the vision started growing. So right. some was before, some was after, some is still coming. And and just a constant thing you know that when it's time to grow, like you find the right people to grow with, and you keep going, and you can't stop. Do you feel like people naturally gravitate towards you? The right spirit sees the right spirit, mm-hmm. and the right vision sees the right vision, and the right people see the right people. Um, you have to have a spirit of discernment in this business, and you have to have a spirit of discernment in anything you do, not just this business, anything. Because you don't want to put your dreams or your or your thoughts or whatever and trust somebody that. That isn't the right person. Right. Now, making that mistake is not a problem because it happens all the time. People are people and they, they make mistakes and, and whatever, but the spirit of discernment and really knowing, okay, this is somebody I can trust, this is somebody I should be weary of, like that kind of thing, you know, it, it's, it's honest and it's true. So I'm just grateful that the people that have worked gravitated towards me have been the right people. And if they haven't been, it's never been any hard feelings. It's just been about a pace right. or a level of like excellence that they might not have the time to commit to right now, which totally makes sense, you know? And there's, so it's never anything negative. It's always just like, okay, this is what I can do right now. This is what I can and it's great. And we move on. And so I've been able to adjust and I have to be if, if I'm going to do this. And so 
people just around me, I just around them, and it's, it's a constant level of like self awareness. No, that's good. And I mean, one thing I was gonna ask you is because uh, I know people that you know us millennials, we want to start different things and different ventures, and your network is you know, one of your greatest assets. But at the same time, we all want to create different things. So for you, you had a team of people that, you know, kind of came together at a certain point in time. But other people, like they have their own visions. So how did you get them to buy into yours, you know, while putting their own visions aside? Well, I guess it just depends because your vision or skills should be able to elevate somebody else's. Right. So if somebody's like, hey, I'm a brand manager, and I see what you're doing as a talent, and I want to manage that success as well as elevate that success and put it in different spaces, and I, this is what I see for your brand, that's the kind of person you bring on. If you have a creative director or a photographer who's like, hey, I see what you're doing, and I want to make sure that every picture you take from now on looks like this. Right. Like, I want to make sure there's an edit on there. You know what I'm saying? When, when everybody on the team has a specific role and has a vision for what they want to see within the vision, that's how you know it's the right person. You, you're buying into my vision, yes, but it's supposed to elevate your team. It's supposed to create a space for you to be incredible in your skills. Mm. You know what I mean? If somebody's like incredible at logistics and I say, hey, I need someone who's good logistics, mm-hmm. you can logistics within my vision. It's not necessarily taking what towards the person who everybody says, man, that's the person on this team that is logistics and they only get it right, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's that kind of, it's that version of collaboration that I really love. Yeah, find find the people that have certain niches and just bringing them, yeah. being able to bring them together. But if you had to look back on your journey and everything you've kind of been through, what what point would you say was your lowest point? Hmm. I mean, hey, yeah. I think at any point you feel like you're not at your best, or you feel like you're not even get through like the all oh, this is really sad like that's not even why I like to like spend my time. Yeah. Because once you grow from that, you just use it as an example and use it to heal you. So I think just any moment that you don't feel like your best can be low, um, and hard. And I've had those experiences, and I think one thing about those experiences is like I say, hey, instead of like rushing out of it, be there and figure out what it is genuinely going to take to get out of it, so that you never have to come back. Mm-hmm. As a human. Do our thing, you know, we get nervous, we get sad, we get fearful, we get scared. Those things are all normal. But to be in like a low, low point, when you're there, don't rush out of it. Yes, it is sad, yes, it is hard, but figure out what are the tools that you need to actually get out of it and stay out of it. Mm. So I think that's like kind of how I talk about those moments, yeah. And that's how you were able to get out of your points, right? Correct? Because you were on the couches, you were working with uh, restaurant jobs, and I mean, you didn't dwell on them. You didn't dwell on the fact that you were yeah. where you were. So you're pretty successful at this point. Like, what what do you still struggle with today that you think you can fix, or just something that you identify as, you know, a weak point within yourself that you feel like you can fix up? Most people, and for me, not knowing, the not knowing is always a tough tough place to be. So a lot of people that I'm like good friends with, or family, or whatever, like when I share that not knowing moment, I, I feel a lot of people are like, "Yep, nope, I've experienced that too," and that's hard. And I think all of us, we just when we don't know, it's hard to say, oh, this could go this way. It could go so many different ways, but mm-hmm. you truly just don't know. And so it's always about just being as prepared as you can and letting God lead the way and being okay with not knowing. So that's what I love to do is be okay with like, huh, I don't know how this is going to go, but I know it's going to be fine. Mm, right. So I know we were talking about struggle. Like, what, what do you still struggle with today? And um, 
being in a space where you don't know and constantly like we're always in that space and whether you're a millennial or you're older or younger we constantly don't know you know where we're going to be at and i mean we we have an idea right. but you just never know on a day-to-day basis so trusting uh-huh. like i said trusting the process is the biggest deal and understanding that you know eventually we're going to get there um but i know a lot of people struggle with just not knowing where they're going to be at and trying to figure out, all right, well, I don't know where tomorrow's going to go, but you know, it, you could essentially end up being anywhere, you know? So you gotta, yeah. you gotta figure out how to block, how to block your, uh, your mental from being, you know, your worst enemy, you know, and you was able to do that pretty well. And you do that actively today, you know, any, anytime you're in a space where, where you're not, you know, comfortable or you, you feel like it's not where you want to be at, you're able to block it out. But I think I feel like that takes a lot of training, you know. It, it, naturally, we're we're risk averse and we don't like risk. And for us, we gotta we gotta train our minds to be like, all right, this is this is a negative thought. How do I block it out? How do I, you know, get past this? And sometimes those questions don't even come about, you know. Right. So no, for so for the people like like you, you've trained yourself to 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 think like that. So you know, it's good to hear hear that. So anybody that's listening and. You know, they don't have those ideas when those negative thoughts come up or you have those thoughts like, oh, well, I'm not where I want to be at. These, these are the, ki- the type of questions you have to ask yourself and, and put yourself through these different type of exercises to push you, push your mindset past the different faces that you're in where you feel like you, you don't want to be in. So that's definitely, definitely good. Definitely. But if you look, if you had to look in the future and say by the time you're 40, 50 years old, where is Stacey Ike? Where is Fight for Your Fairy Tale? Where are you? one honestly I think I'm a lot more open even though it is something I struggle with because as I said not knowing is always a hard thing but it's also something that is supposed to be and should be so much more exciting when you just don't know that means you don't have to leave and I really rather never leave my life because like why when there's God you know what I'm saying so like knowing that in 10 years I'm not exactly sure where but I have a vision of what he's doing in my life and so for me knowing that my purpose and knowing knowing feeling more in tune with my purpose of being a communicator, um, creating a space, you know, t- storytelling, that is like my heart, being able to tell stories, being able to talk to people, um, talk with people, talk through people, help people talk more, like all of that connecting in some way is where I would hope that all versions of the brand would go to. Like your very tell would have an impact on people that would literally change the way that they see themselves mm-hmm. as well as the way they operate in their daily lives. Mm. You know, because that's the mission behind that, that you operate in a way that's like, I'm, it's not about if, it's about when. You operate with that type of mentality. That's not if I'm going to be this person, or if I'm going to get to do this. No, it's when, which means that as I keep fighting, I'm fighting for my win. Mm. You know, um, and if that's where the brand takes it, that would be, that's the dream, that's the goal. Um, as well as the one take place brand, just knowing that that creates is a part of creating a space and has placement to make projects that again just include wonderful people. Um, creating movie projects, creating mm-hmm. books, creating you know different show ideas, whatever uh, content, whatever those skills and gifts that I feel like God has given me, using those brands to do it and ultimately just give Him glory for the fact that He trusted me in the first place. Hey, there it is, right there, the most important thing. You know. Yeah, it is. So if you if you could look back on your journey right now and given everything you just said, what do you love most about your experience? What what makes you feel good inside? I think being able to adapt. Because it takes a lot of adapting 
in a city like this and in a career oh, like man. this. You have to be oh, able man. to move. Yes. And that's like, I'm so proud of that, honestly, because I think there's a lot of me that I didn't, I didn't know I could do that. I thought, you know, I, I chose journalism, but I still like the schedule. I still like regimen. I still like knowing. Right. But in this career, you just don't know. And being able to adapt, switch, and elevate at any given time is, is something I'm so excited about and have been very proud about and, and have was, of course, scared about, too. But yeah. I'm like, that's been a cool part of the journey. You just kind of move. You just grow when you move and keep going. Yeah, and and for you, you you was able to transition very well, almost like a chameleon. Because L.A. is, I mean, you went from Australia. Well, first of all, kudos again, uh, Australia. And then you go to L.A. And L.A. is full of dreamers and people that want to, you know, make it big. And for you to put yourself out there and get out there and make things shake, you know, that's that's it right there. That's what you got to do. You got to put yourself in uncomfortable yeah. positions and, and be able to make things shake. Regardless of what's going on, whether you're only eating bread for the night or you, you your gas tank is on E, like you still got to right. you still got to make things happen, you know. And these right. are the moments, you know, that you're gonna look back on and be like, that's what made the journey. That's what you love most is you, you love the struggle. You gotta you gotta get through the struggle and love it for what it is. So, you know, at this point in your life, you're able to appreciate the the lessons you learned and apply it to everything that you're doing now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree. So, Stacy, describe to me your journey in one word. Only one. Wow. I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm hitting you with the. Uh... Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Cool. Ordain. Oh, why ordain? Give me that. I was like, what is the word? It's definitely ordained. It's definitely ordained. Why ordain? Because the steps were already ordered. I just, by the grace of God. Decided to follow them. Mm. It was already they written. They were already prepared. I just actually listened to what the purpose was, got in tune, ignored the fear, and walked in it. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. People, block out the negative stuff. Focus on where you got to be. Focus on where you got to be. And take mm-hmm. the steps. Block out the noise. Yeah. Put your beats on and get on the grind. That's what you got to do. Right. Got to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. It takes a commitment, but it's so worth it, yeah. Yeah. So, now this is a real interesting question, right? So, you uh, you told me where you wanted to be at 40, 50, you know, and, and by the time you're 40 or 50 years old, right? And L.A. is your current hub. Give me give me an idea. Well, in fact, where you want to, give me, give me a city. Give me your favorite city. Where do, where do you want to live? If you had to I've pick never a been city. to Paris. I really want to live in Paris. Okay. All right. So let's say this, right? So let's say we're in Paris and I have no idea. I just got back from Europe, but I did not go to Paris. Um, I have no idea what interstates are out there, but let's say we're in Paris, right? Let's say you, you know, you've grown this, uh, this brand and you're all over TV and all over the world. Your name is known worldwide, right? You're rolling into Paris on whatever interstate this is, right? And I ask this question to everybody, but you're rolling down this interstate pulling into Paris and you see this billboard, right? And on this billboard, there is a picture of you and there's a quote. What does that quote say? It says, fight for your fairy tale. I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> it has to. It has to say, fight for your fairy tale. Got to keep the dream alive. Yes, sir. There it is. So I'm going to... I'm going to charge you with that, right? So when I do go to Europe, the next time I go to Europe, I want to see this billboard. And it, might, it doesn't have to happen tomorrow, 
But, you know, maybe five years from now, when I'm when I'm in Paris or wherever, I want to see this billboard up. So that's going to be... Yeah, that's going to be my charge to you. That's my challenge to you is get this billboard up. I challenge everybody that comes on this show when they get the uh, when I get the uh, when I give them the billboard question and they say, oh, I want this. I want that. I charge them with that. And I say, hey, I better see this. I better see this billboard. So, I love it. Yes. You're <laughs> Now, I got to keep challenging the entrepreneurs. We naturally like challenge. Right. We naturally like we challenge. Do. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to charge you with that. So. You've been on the show. You embody everything that you know. We pretty much want on the show. An entrepreneur, somebody who's been through the struggle and and you know been able to make lemonade out of lemons, right? You've been through Absolutely. it, and your story is phenomenal, especially from where you came from, and for you to make those leaps and bounds and get to where you're at. You know, we greatly appreciate it. One of the things that helps this show grow and reach broader networks and different audiences is that we want you to pretty much you have inspirations you have people you admire and their stories you admire within themselves so if you could have one entrepreneur or brand on the show who would it be oh. there's a lot of people out there doing dope stuff there are a lot of people i like yeah and i'm gonna tell you right now i'm going to be reaching out to whoever this is i don't care who they are kayla walker entrepreneur that I am about about it. Her name is K-E-L-A-W-A-L-K-E-R. She is incredible. She's an inspiration and she is definitely one to watch. Okay. All right. Now, I, I, I want you to know this. I want you to know this, right? I'm definitely going to reach out to her, right? Reach out. Let her tell her I love her. Tell her that she's wonderful. <laughs> tell her. Yes. Love it. And what does she do? Man, what does she do is the question. You know, she's just, she's the boss, TV host as well. She does a lot of fashion stuff. She's very, in, um, you know, fashion forward. She's a fashionista girl you go to. She does a lot of entrepreneurship. She's a speaker. She's got it going on. She's in New York, and I just think there's something about East Coast people killing it that really just, like, I just love. Kayla Walker. I'm going to look her up, and I'm definitely going to uh, do a name drop and uh, make sure we try to get her on the show. Awesome. She's awesome. I can't wait. Yes, yes, yes. So, Stacey, for the people to find you, look at your your content, your videos, your show, where can we find you on social media? Let the people know. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Thanks, guys, for listening. I appreciate you so much. You guys can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at OneTakeStace, O-N-E-T-H-A-E-S-T-A-C-E. And, of course, all updates at StaceyArt.com. Yes, yes, yes. No, thank you. Like, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for everything you've been able to do thus far and being able to inspire the masses, especially the crowd that I have. And, you know, like I said, very much appreciated. And we love your story. No, I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. I also want to include, I just put the One Take Stays, One OTS Tuesdays, which stands for One Take Stays, um, podcast for Definitely, definitely, definitely. Another podcast. We got to support the podcast life. Definitely. Reach out, be inspired. Definitely check out the show. Check out, actually, check out all this stuff. Please check out all this stuff. But Stacy, again, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. No problem, man. Congrats again on your podcast. It's really great. 
Hey. You're All right. Welcome. You're welcome. All right, Stacy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye. Hey guys, that's a wrap for our show. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a comment and show love by subscribing on iTunes or through our website, www.loveyourspod.com. While you're there, support the brand that supports you and cop some of our dope apparel and merchandise available for purchase. You can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook at loveyourspod, that's for both accounts, and my own personal account at strongarm underscore shine. That's shine spelled S-H- AAD. In addition, if you know any, any entrepreneurs or brand makers who inspire you and would like to see on the show, visit the main page of our website. Scroll all fuck. <clears throat> hey guys. Hey guys. <clears throat> hey guys. Hey guys, that's a wrap for our show. If you enjoyed this episode, Please feel free to leave a comment and show love by subscribing on iTunes or through our website, www.loveyourspod.com. While you're there, support the brand that supports you and cop some of our dope apparel and merchandise available for purchase. You can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook at loveyourspod, that's for both accounts, and my own personal account at strongarm underscore shad, that's shad spelled S-H-A-A-D. In addition, if you know any entrepreneurs or brand makers who inspire you and would like to see on the show, visit our main page of the website, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and fill out the information in the fields provided. I also would like to say thank you to our sponsors and everybody that came together to make this episode happen. Without you, this train don't roll. Until our next episode, keep dreaming, keep creating, and always remember, love yours.